1904, a young man named Robert Eugene Otto received a doll as a gift. The following occurrences after he received it will make you question reality itself. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight you're listening to the case of Robert the Doll. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. Well, we don't have any new patrons to well, speak of. Yeah, but what people won't under people won't see or listen to is the nine hundred and fifty times I tried to do that opening. If you listen to this podcast and you're like, that opening's not very good. Well, it's the best take out of fucking 50, I fucking tell you. <laughs> Jesus, I couldn't get it out, man. Nope. I don't understand what, what was going on. But Middle block. Yeah, I couldn't get it out. So we had some comments from our patrons on our Patreon where we release our episodes at least two days early. So if you're not a Patreon member, yeah, that is a key thing that will benefit you you get our episodes early if yeah, you are yeah that's that's what they fucking pay for is the the sticker <laughs> and the, the free 16 hours early <laughs> i've been doing better i'm not criticizing now this is from the morgan nick case and miss kim phillips said appreciate you guys covering her story this case is very close to my heart i hope someday answers come mm-hmm. it's unimaginable the pain her family must feel. Also, thanks for all my stickers. I'm so excited, not sure where to put them. Love and thanks so much. Peace, I would Cap. say your car. Put Just them on your car. All of them. All five of them. Every single one of them. Put them on your back windshield, your front windshield, your side, your side mirrors. Just, you know, just go all out. Peace Cat said heart and soul and hugs to Coach Ann Arlo. Miss Tracy Bradley <laughs> said, this is my backyard. I work in Ozark, live not far from Alma. We mispronounced it, and I got mm-hmm. a lot of flack from that. Mm-hmm. Morgan's abduction is why abduction is my number one fear. I am a little bit older than her, but I remember it clearly. Her photograph and time-lapse photos are forever ingrained in my mind. Forever. I pray so hard that she would be found in Boonville. Thank you for the coverage. She also goes on to say, I got the serious out of the way, now this. Alma is pronounced like the name Al, Al Bundy. Thanks so Let me much. tell you something. Of all the famous people that train jiu-jitsu, Al Bundy, Ed O'Neill. Is who you want to roll with? I want to roll with him so bad. He is a, fucking, he is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. No joke. If I could, I would roll with him and then... Uh, Joe Rogan. No, fucking Joe Rogan. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Joe Rogan. He's a no-gi black belt. He don't know shit about the gi. <laughs> Maynard James Keenan from the band Tool, Perfect Circle, and Pussifer. He is a brown belt. And if you look up, there's a really good uh, video on YouTube where... A fan jumps on stage and he fucking throws his ass to the ground and then pins him down and keeps singing. He don't miss a beat. That's awesome. 
But yeah, I would love to roll with uh, Maynard or uh, Ed O'Neill. That's that. That's my contribution to this podcast. So I hope you liked it. I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the time. <laughs> now, Miss Tracy Bradley <laughs> did go on re- record saying this week's digressions have to be the fucking best. We're talking about the Morgan Nick case? Yeah, where we went on the Gorilla Glue. No, I went off, man. I was so off. And, like, I, I really, I try not to go. <laughs> I try. They love that, man. I try not to go off on tangents, but, man. Yeah, and then if you're uh, part of our Facebook group, you know that the roommate come through and, and confirmed it. <laughs> They've literally redone the entire floor of that fucking house except that floor. Still carpet. <laughs> and, and the Gorilla Goose still there. Whatever you do, do not put water on Gorilla Glue. It's insane. What are we drinking, Coach? Well, since today we're uh, uh, a case from Florida, we're going to be drinking Cigar City Hialeah. I don't know if you're aware of this, which but is one of the. It's one of the, I've had it many times. It's one of the best I, IPAs in the entire country. The can's giving him a little bit of problems. <laughs> That's if what you, happens when you don't have fingernails, man. If you are not aware, this is our first case from Florida. Is it really? Yeah, we're popping our cherry. Well, it's a good one because if you're a true crime or a mysterious bruise aficionado, you can go. You can go down to Key West and see this thing. And to wrap up this episode, a little foreshadowing here, I've got some famous dealings with Robert. Really? Yes, sir. I, I'm not aware of that, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, if you if you really want to, you can go to Key West. It's like at the Chamber of Commerce, or it's like something the Key West Museum or something like that. He's he's on display, and just let me let me tell you right now, I'm not going anywhere near him. You better obey the rules when it comes to him. You have to ask his permission to take a photo. If you don't, good luck to you. Anytime now. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We're talking about Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. The Doll is a little boy in a sailor suit. His which, care-worn face. Which, when you, when, you, when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's not scary at all. When you just hear, oh, it's a doll. It's not scary. I hate dolls. Wrong. You can barely make out that it is a human figure because of how it was constructed. He has a nub of a nose that looked like two pinholes. He's covered in brown nicks-like scars. His eyes are beady and black. He wears a malevolent smirk. And clasped in his lap, he's holding his own toy, a dog that garnishes popping eyes and too big of a tongue lolling crazily out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, don't, don't oversell the dog, man. The dog's not what people are uh, scared of. Now, there are some things that a lot of people agree that is true about Robert, and that is, A, he's haunted. And, B, he has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, 
and a whole plethora of other misfortunes. My mother loves when you use that word. I almost used cornucopia, but I figured they wouldn't appreciate it. No. My mom. It's it's all for the She is mama all coach. about the plethora. I do like the word plethora. <laughs> now, Robert is 111 years old, and he lives at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. There you go. Before that, he was the property of Robert Eugene Otto, an eccentric artist and member of a prominent Key West family. Yes, the doll and the owner have the same name. but Well, it was named after him when he was a child. The owner goes by Gene. Hmm. Now, the doll, Robert, was a childhood birthday gift from Otto's grandfather, who bought the doll during a trip to Germany. Otto's relationship with the doll continued into adulthood. Quote, What people really remember is what they would probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll, says Corey Convertito, curator of the museum and Robert's caretaker. Quote, he brought it everywhere. He talked about it in the first person as if he were not a doll. He was Robert, as in he is a living entity, end quote. Now, after some digging, the museum traced Robert's origin to the Steiff Company, the same toy maker that first manufactured a teddy bear in honor of Theodore Roosevelt. Robert was most likely never intended to be sold as a toy. A Steiff historian told the museum that Robert was probably part of a set fabricated for a window display of clowns or jesters. Convertito states, which is kind of adorable if you think about it, especially with his impish behavior, it kind of suits his personality very well, end quote. Now, Robert is adorned with a little sailor suit <laughs> that was not supplied by the company. It was probably an outfit that Otto himself wore as a child. It's cute, though. I mean, if you look at it, you got to admit, it's cute. According to legend, young Otto began to blame mishaps on the doll. While this could have been laughed off as childish storytelling, adults also stated noticing odd occurrences, especially as Otto and Robert grew older. As an adult, Otto lived in a stately home he called the Artist House, where Robert could be seen positioned at the upstairs window. School children swore that he would appear and reappear, and they avoided the house. Yeah, they would say that he was sitting in his rocking chair when they looked at first, and then they would look back, and the the rocking chair was empty, which is strange. Yes, I would say that is highly strange. <laughs> it's probably why we're covering the case. Yeah, probably. <laughs> now, Myrtle Reuter purchased the artist Ooh. house. Reuter. Myrtle Myrtle Reuter. Purchased the artist house after Otto's death in 1974 and also became Robert's new caretaker. Visitors swore they heard footsteps in the attic and giggling. Some claimed Robert's expression changed when anyone badmouthed Otto in the doll's presence. Myrtle said Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of antics, she donated him to the museum in 1994. But far from banishing Robert... His arrival at the museum marked a turning point for the doll. Since arriving, visitors have flocked to the museum to get a look at the mischievous toy. He has appeared on TV shows. He's had his 
Aura photographed. He has a stop on a ghost tour, and he's inspired a horror movie. He has his own Wikipedia page and social media accounts. I mean, you you glossed over the fact that when Robert Otto was a child, his parents came, there was a commotion in his room, and the parents came in, and everything was torn to fucking shit. Like, furniture thrown, everything from the... uh, from the dresser was torn out and Robert Otto was cowered in his bed, but the doll was perched precariously from the edge of the bed. You you skipped over that. I did. How, how are you going to skip over that? Because I wanted you to say something, Coach. It's <laughs> not the, the Arlo show. <laughs> you you wanted me to participate? Just a tad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm flattered, but yeah. So when Mr. Otto was a child, the the parents would hear him speaking and thinking he was playing alone, speaking to his doll, but they would also hear a uh, unfamiliar voice coming from the room. No, I'm out. I'm yeah. selling the oh, doll no, and no, the yeah, kid. No, I'm uh, I'm already. If I'm involved, I'm already gone. But yeah, they would hear an unfamiliar voice speaking to Robert, and they would uh, barge into his room and try to figure out what was going on. And they say, who are you talking to? And he would simply point to the doll. Yeah, I'm gone. So, yeah. So (laughs) the horror movie, there was a, a newer rendition about I think it's called The Doll. I may be mistaken. I mean, but you talk also, about Annabelle, you talk about Child's Play, all that stuff is basically... Well, they say that Chucky is... Yeah, on, Chucky is basically based upon Robert. Yeah. So go ahead. Now, Convertito says that... Wait, Ro- no, no, no. Okay, go ahead. Robert wait. gets probably wait, 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 wait. to three letters wait, every wait. No, day. No, 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 no. Every okay, day. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> every day this dog gets one to three letters. Yeah, because people, it's it's stated in the museum that if you're going to take a picture, you need to ask his permission. Yeah, and they say that they're not typical fan letters. They're often apologies. Yeah, and people are going to write to Robert saying, please forgive me for, for what I did, if, uh, y- you know, what w- whatever it is. People have taken pictures of him without his permission, and they have faced what they consider extreme unluckiness. Well, it's kind of like... Is that, that a word? Yeah. Unluckiness? It's like the, is, is that a word? The Bell Witch in Kentucky. If you take a rock out of there... Oh, hell no. Yeah. There's I'm people not, that are like, nope, I'm driving all the way back across the country yeah. and putting this rock back. Not gone that... That's like the uh, the same people like, uh, like Machu Picchu or... Uh, Montezuma, you, you know what I'm saying? In Mexico, they they'll mail those rocks back. Or no, no, no. What am I thinking about? Hawaii, Kilauea. Yeah, some. Yeah, in Hawaii, they'll mail it back and be like, "Hey, man." Somehow, my kid picked this up. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, please forgive me." Yeah, stuff like that. Which I don't blame them, man. I, in my opinion, there's no fucking way. If I, I I have a, a goal to go to Key West, and if I go to Key West, I'm going to go to the museum where Robert is at. But I promise you, 
I'm not taking pictures. And if I do, I'm certainly asking for his permission. While most of the letters he receives are begging for forgiveness for disrespecting him, others ask him for advice. You don't disrespect Robert. And even others ask him to hex people who have wronged them. Mm. Robert don't do that. Now, Convertito says that... Robert's got more integrity. <laughs> they have received around 1,000 letters since 1994. Jesus. Which they keep and catalog. Robert also receives emails and homages. At some point, it became known that Robert had a sweet tooth, so people leave and send him candy. Just recently, he received a box containing eight bags of peppermints, a card, and no return address. Nobody likes peppermints. I don't care if you're a haunted doll or not. Send some Werther's original. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants. Nobody wants peppermint. Now, if you think people that work at the museum take Robert lightly, you are mistaken. I wouldn't. Honestly. They exercise great caution, and the museum staff does not consume anything that is sent to Robert. Some guests even leave him joints to help him mellow out. What are you talking about? Mary G. Marijuana Mary G. joints. Is that what joints are? That's what I've heard they were. I've heard they're a weed. <laughs> weed? They leave him a weed. I don't know if I'd leave Robert weed, but... Now, Convertito says, hey, people, that's inappropriate. We're still a museum. <laughs> Since she is Robert's caretaker, once a year, she administers a, quote, checkup. Who's she? The museum director. What's her name? Convertito. I've been saying it for like a hundred times. Convertito is her name? That's her last name. Corey Convertito. Corey Convertito. I should pay attention. You should. I should. It's, this is my, this is, this is my, uh, I, I picked this. You this did. This is my topic. I think so. we went over this last week. <laughs> this is my topic. I should, I should pay attention. But Now, she will take him out of the case and weigh him to assess whether the humid Florida weather has adversely affected his straw-filled body. More humid than humid. More humid than humid. I'm sorry, what? She is also <laughs> his proxy, receiving and reading all his emails and letters and running his social media feeds. In August... He has social media? Wow. In August, she photoshopped Robert's knobby face onto the now-famous picture of Kim Kardashian popping a bottle of champagne into a glass balanced on her behind. Now, <laughs> it was in order to attract attention to a campaign that would score the museum a grant if they garnered enough votes. Through the combined forces of both the Kardashians and Robert's celebrity and the doll's social media reach, he has almost 9,000 Facebook likes. I'm going to like it right now. So the museum won by a landslide for the grant. Hmm. I'm going to go on Facebook right now, and I'm going to like Robert the doll. Occasionally, Corey Convertito corresponds on Robert's behalf. She tries to send something to every child who writes him. Quote, Gene always had that childlike temperament around him, and we feel like Robert would want to be kind to children, end quote. And she has also responded to more poignant ones, such as an email from a girl who was being bullied at school. So, does Corey think that Robert is haunted? Her answer is, I don't know. I really don't. 
I've never had a bad experience with him. I've never felt uncomfortable. It's always been a very basic relationship, and I have a job to do, and I go and I do it. And whether there's something to it or not, he just allows me to get on with my job, end quote. Robert the Doll has 999,000 likes. That's a little bit more than 9,000 that I had. Yeah. 99,504 is what his likes are. I'm going to like it right now. You're 505. So he, yeah. He has 99,505 likes because I just liked it right this very goddamn second. Those of you that are watching TV a lot will know that Ozzy Osbourne and his son Jack had a TV show where they traveled the world and saw different things. I love things. that show. That's a, that, that is a great show. All right, so here's where Ozzy comes in. Ozzy? Ozzy has blamed a year of more <laughs> misfortune on Robert. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and he believes 1,000% that he's haunted. Yeah, because uh, Jack and Ozzy's world tour, the first stop was, uh, was at Key West to see Robert. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, Ozzy was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease this past year and underwent spinal surgery following a fall at home. The show sees his son Jack try to persuade Ozzy and Sharon and Kelly Sharon. to believe in the paranormal. One episode sees Jack produce a doll named Robert that he reveals is the original doll that inspired the Chucky horror movie franchise. It is the original doll that inspired the Chucky movie franchise, but what Jack presents to Ozzy is a souvenir. So Jack says, quote, So the actual story of Robert the doll is that it is cursed by the spirit of his owner. If you disrespect him, make fun of him, take a picture without asking, or even handle him, you will be cursed and terrible things will begin to happen in your life, end quote. Yeah, you don't, you, like, honestly, if you believe or not, don't fuck with Robert, man. Ozzy throws the doll on the floor saying, quote, you think it's a fucking joke? It's bad luck? I keep telling you, you keep thinking it's fucking not, but just look at what I'm saying. Just look at what he has gone on, what has gone on with me. You think it's a joke? Look, look at me. It ain't bad luck. Yeah, Jack says, no, you shouldn't have fucked around with him all along when we first went to that place. The guy told us that people would buy them and send them back because things would go wrong in their life. Jack then says, I had a great year after that. I got divorced. Now, he did divorce his wife and actress Lisa Stelly in 2019 after seven years together. Ozzy recently said he has had enough hell throughout the year, admitting he thought he was dying after undergoing his spinal surgery. He says, quote, there was a point I was convinced that I was dying. I was in that much discomfort and pain and misery. I, I thought mean, they Jesus, were all he, hiding he, it from he's me. He's got to be in his 70s. Of course he's like, oh, I'm dying. You're in your 70s. Yeah, he's 72. 72? Sharon is That's 69. That's not that bad. That's not bad. I mean, 72... 72 is the new 52. You know what I'm saying? We're all living longer. Take this for what it may be, but some experiences have been posted to Reddit in no, December. I don't believe anything off Reddit. User Nothing. Fogelbar. <laughs> That's a good name. Fogelbar? Yep. Stated okay. that okay. 
in December of 2020, I went to Key West, Key West and visited the famous Robert the Doll. I was familiar with his history and etiquette for meeting him before going, so I was as respectful as possible and even brought him candy. Before we approached his room, I saw something moving in the glare of the glass display. When we went in the room, no one was there and we couldn't explain what I saw. I asked to take his photo and felt like I wasn't getting any bad vibes, so I did take it. My husband, being the skeptic he is, was somewhat joking about the whole thing, but I don't think he said anything disrespectful. We went back to our Airbnb the next day and this place had a really creepy atmosphere. We had been staying there for over a month by that point and several of our friends had eerie experiences, but nothing too crazy. We were in the house alone the first night back, and we heard noises in the empty laundry chute. My husband checked it, and it was still completely empty. We went to bed, and I felt like something was off. After taking forever to fall asleep, I was awoken at 2 a.m. to noises on the floor. I didn't open my eyes at first because my brain was trying to give a logical answer for why it sounded like someone was going through our suitcase in the middle of the night. I listened for at least a minute before opening my eyes to see a Victorian woman in a white dress standing on my husband's side of the bed. Her face was covered by a white lace veil, but I knew in that moment that this was not a spirit. It was something else. I was frozen in fear and unable to move for a good 20 seconds before I started screaming and pushing my husband to wake him up. It faded into the wall in front of my eyes. By the time my husband fully woke up and realized something was wrong, I was shaking and hyperventilating. I had never seen an entity before. I smudged the entire house, which was a mansion, so that shit took forever. And while I was ringing the bells to chase evil out, the door to our bedroom slammed in my face as I approached it. Our friends came back that night, and we didn't have any more experiences. Do you think it was Robert? I feel like it wasn't, but it could have been related. Two weeks later, we went to Vegas and went through Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum, which had lots of equally famous haunted dolls. Another encounter was almost two years ago. This person states, I had my very first supernatural experience. Ever since I first read about Robert the Doll in 2006 or 2007, I wanted to meet him myself. On Thursday, April the 2nd, 2015, I visited the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, while on vacation in the Keys. As soon as I walked into the building, I started looking for Robert. Two minutes later, I found him sitting in his case. I got pretty excited, so I went back to the front and asked the lady at the front desk what I should do and how I should approach the doll. She told me that if I felt nauseated, dizzy, or overheated, I should say hello and goodbye and leave. I didn't feel any different than usual, so I walked up to Robert's case. Once there, I said to the best of my memory, Hi, Robert, my name is Kyle, and I have traveled a very long way to see you. I was wondering, may I take some photos of you, please? I didn't feel anything out of the ordinary, so I took a couple of photos. I then thanked him and finished looking through the museum. Shortly thereafter, I noticed that my name had inexplicably appeared on the chalkboard behind Robert's case. I asked my parents and my little sister if they had written it. All three denied it. That night, I found out that Olivia had done the deed, and she lied to me twice about it. That's his little sister. But two days later, on our way back home to Indiana, 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 Olivia was sick as a dog and puking all the way home. As bad as I felt for her, could this have been a coincidence? I prefer to think that this was Robert's revenge, both for her cruel joke and her disrespect. And in addition, my mom 
who had also disrespected the doll, lost her wallet when we got to the airport. Although it was only lost for maybe 10 minutes altogether, both Mom and Olivia had laughed at me for asking Robert if I could take some photos of him, and for their disrespect, they were briefly afflicted, I believe, by Robert's curse. So since this is a short episode, we were going to hit you with a, another one of our famous top five lists. <laughs> Infamous may be better. But we are going to start this one off with the top five go-to fast food restaurants. Well, I mean, that's a, it's pretty hard when it comes to the top five. But the top five, I don't, I don't really know, man. I'm, I guess I'm going to say... Uh, so you go number five. I guess I'm going to say Burger King. I would say my top five would... Or my number five would be Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. That low? Yes, I just did not. Okay. 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 My number four, let's just say McDonald's. Because, I mean... Every exit you get off of on the interstate, there's going to be a McDonald's. But, man, it it is it sits so heavy in my stomach. Like, oh, my God. It hurts. <laughs> I agree 100%. And, like, I had, I had a gastric, uh, I had a gastric sleeve surgery, so I can't really eat that much. But no matter what. When I go to McDonald's, I'm going to get the double quarter pounder with cheese meal. And I can eat like a fourth of it. And then I'm fucking miserable. Now, my next one will surprise you. <laughs> okay. Because it is McDonald's. <laughs> Number four <laughs> is McDonald's. How's that surprising? Because we never agree in the same position. <laughs> but my... I worked at McDonald's, so it took me many, many, many years after I quit. Oh, so you know the secrets. That's when they actually cook. It's not the reheated stuff they have now. You know the McNuggets aren't really fresh. No, they were then. They had now they they had obscure Oh, don't you tell me now. They had obscure things from the McDonald's that I wish they'd bring back. They had corn dog nuggets that were actually miniature corn dogs and they were amazing. God, they were so good. But anyway. I don't believe you. I know you don't. So number three. Oh, my number three? Your number three. Oh, it's KFC. I mean, definitely. You get the uh, two-piece uh, dark meat, extra crispy. Well, my number three is not KFC, but it is the Bojangles. I, I mean, comparatively, they're very similar. But if I'm going for breakfast, I'll definitely go to Bojangles. But I'm not going for lunch to Bojangles. I'm going to KFC, man. I like their tender box. Those Bojangles no. tenders. Nope. I'm going to KFC. Extra crispy, dark meat. Let's do it. All right. Because the biscuit, man. The biscuit's where it's at. I don't know. I'll put Bojangles biscuit up against anybody. Oh, hell no. You're crazy. You oh, think hey. KFC's biscuit is better than Bojangles? Absolutely. Well, this is where our friendship ends. <laughs> <laughs> Not over a payday. It, <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say. No, it ended when the payday came out. It ended when the payday came out. No, man. Fuck that, dude. 
You've lost your ever loving mind. You're gonna tell me that okay. I bet the next right, words right, out okay. of your mouth okay. will be I okay. like Chick-fil-A biscuits no, better no, than no, Bojangles. No, 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 no. Because that's blasphemy. Let's bring it back in. <laughs> Somewhere we can both agree. Red lobster biscuits. Or hands down the best okay, thing ever. There we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Then we agree again. Friendship so can, saved. <laughs> yeah, friendship saved. <laughs> we can be friends again. Yes. All right, so number two. Oh, is it me or is it you? It's you, dear dog. I'm going to go with Popeye's. Oh. Have you had Popeye's chicken biscuit? Yeah, they're good. It's fucking good. I think our number one and our number two may be flip-flop, but we'll have to Mm -hmm. wait and see. No, it won't. It won't be. I promise you. So my number two is Chick-fil-A. No, 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 no. Popeye's is fucking the shit, man. Well, Popeye's is my number one. If you get... Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But that's not my number one. But man, Popeye's fucking chick bis- chicken biscuits, delicious. Their spicy chicken's delicious. Their spicy I'm, chicken sandwiches. I'm amazing. telling you, man, Popeye's as far as chicken, as far as fried chicken goes, Popeye's got it going on. Yes. All right. So, what's your number one? Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is Taco Bell. God, I swear, you can't beat Taco Bell. I can. How? How? I just don't go. <laughs> Here's why, though. And uh, this is a legitimate excuse. How can you beat Taco Bell? When I was in college. No. Poor no. college kid. Nope. That's all I ate. I just can't do it anymore. And I go I go through that drive through man. I'm like, crunchy gordita supreme, fucking no lettuce, add nacho cheese. Man. It's not like you've been there a couple hundred <laughs> thousand times. It's like, uh, the gordita crunch wrap. I'm sorry. I said Gordita. No. The fucking... Uh, crunch wrap. Yeah, the crunch wrap. Supreme. No lettuce. No tomato. Add nacho cheese. Man, that's the fucking shit, dude. How can you fucking... I, I don't even understand. It's okay. You don't have to understand. How do you... You cannot get down on Taco Bell. I'm not down on it. I just don't... I don't do it. I just can't, man. I mean, they get that nacho cheese from that number 10 can. My, now, my <laughs> wife loves that. She could eat that stuff on, like, cardboard. <laughs> man, I get a, a chicken quesadilla with a side of nacho cheese. They get it out of that number 10 can, fucking gallon jug of fucking... <laughs> of just unadulterated, saturated fat. Clogging arteries as we think of. <laughs> How can you not love that? So recommendation time, and I will start us off. And this is going to be a little narcissistic, but my recommendation is tell your coworkers, tell your friends, tell anybody you see to go like and download our episodes on any of the podcast apps. Yeah, please, God dang, please do that. That's a great recommendation. And if you're not a patron, please look into our Patreon tier. I don't even get, I don't even care if they're patrons. Just please just fucking download our shit, man. We're sitting almost 90,000 total downloads. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. That is amazing. In t- just over two years. That is amazing. 90. I'm blown away. But still. Go like it. Go like. Turn subscribe. everyone you can to the mysterious <laughs> bruise way. Give us a review as long as it's not. But seriously, if you as are long not. As long as it's not three star yeah. below. 
I'm still mad about that three star Moore Murray review. We prefaced it. I'm I'm so I'm more mad about that than the, the one, one star. star. Yeah, because yeah, they can be pricks. Okay, <laughs> don't. You- <laughs> so here's my thing, and, I, and then I'll let you go to your recommendation. If you're not a Patreon don't member, me, don't get me started on that shit. If you're not a Patreon member, we have three tiers. Yeah, we have a one, a three, and a ten dollar tier. We have the exclusive twenty dollar tier who gets Christmas presents, but we you took it off though. No, it's still there. It really? Mm-hmm. Well, then why is there three tiers if there's not four? Well, four is like the for the like super fans. If you go and do the four star, you tier, get see you, you get, get a Christmas present. That's right. And by the time this episode drops, our pre-sale for our new T-shirt design will be out. So hopefully, everyone has. What is that design? Mysterious Brews established 2018, 2019. On the front. Uh huh. And what's on the back? The Sasquatch with the deuces? A big one. Okay. But anyway. Okay. Okay, man. What's your recommendation, man? My recommendation is a YouTube page called First We Feast. If you haven't heard of it, you should. And uh, they do the Hot Ones episodes. And if anyone, any celebrity that you might want to uh, see them devour extremely hot wings go on there they got everybody from weird al they got uh jennifer lawrence was jennifer lawrence they got lord which was crazy because everybody freaks out about the spicy wings but lord was like oh this is just lunch (laughs) (laughs) she (laughs) she ate the three hottest wings and was like okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah check out first we feast and do the hot ones uh the their latest episode is uh john barenthal who played the punisher yeah punisher punisher and that ladies and gentlemen wraps it up deuces <laughs> <laughs>